Welcome to Tech Edge. I'm Allison High. And I'm Guy Training. And today we're going to talk about math apps. And we're going to talk about them in a few ways. We're going to talk about the things that can help teachers uh, remember some concepts, freshen up with some concepts, and the ways we can help uh, kids do that. And even there with kids, we have a few different things. But the first thing we noticed was that it was really hard to find good apps for math. Absolutely. Um, I know that I had difficulty finding even teacher apps that I could use to help myself learn about mm -hmm. what I was going to teach. Yeah, and this is not new. This has happened before. Mm -hmm. I think that in some ways it's so easy to make math apps that there may be some developers that are doing math apps that aren't that good. And they're not badly designed from a software perspective, but they are just not educationally sound. So either, um, and that's something to watch out. So if you're looking at math apps and you have a specific grade level and a specific curriculum in mind and you're looking, you want to be very careful because some apps throw everything together. So you're adding single digit number and triple digit numbers all in the same one. So for a fourth grader who's practicing addition, that's fine. But if you're teaching addition, that's probably not going to work in first or second grade. So you've got to really, really look at how much control you have as a teacher to tailor that specific app for a specific student. And if there isn't a lot, and we're going to go actually go back to some Mm -hmm. we had before because we thought they were so good at doing that and they're not always good at doing that. So uh, that's part of what we're going to uh, talk about today. But do you want to start? Um, yes, absolutely. The first one that I'm going to talk about is actually the one for the teacher. It's called Your Teacher. And this app is really unique in that you can go in and mm -hmm. you can type in to the search bar what you want to learn about. Now, I do have one small complaint about it. And it's just that it's very formal, but it is very explicit in its teaching. Yeah, and, and the part that is formal is the videos are mm -hmm. a little stiff. Mm -hmm. And that may be just because people are not used to being on camera, <laughs> or maybe because they're trying to imitate the kind of uh, broadcasts we had in the 50s and 60s yes. where we stood up straight and pointed. <laughs> but it's still very good information yes, out there. Yes, so. I really liked it. Um, the way that I would use it is where you would go in, search what you were going to teach, get some ideas maybe mm -hmm. if you weren't as comfortable with it, and then actually go in and teach a lesson similar to it. Okay, and the other piece that we're going to present right after it, it actually comes from the Khan Academy. Mm -hmm. The Khan Academy has been doing a lot of work and they've been a very, very influential. They've been supported by Bill Gates. There's a really nice piece by Khan himself uh, on TED Talks. So if you haven't downloaded that piece, I would argue, do it just to know what he's talking about. And they've provided a lot of instructional videos. Theirs are very different. They focus on a screen with examples. You don't actually see the instructor, the instructor which really doesn't matter much. And they really focus on trying to deliver lessons to students, middle school and up. There are very few things that are below middle school, but uh, excellent at the high school level. The advantage is kids can watch it again and again and again. Adults who don't remember can watch it again and again. I actually used it in a, in a class here on campus uh, to just introduce the basic ideas around statistics. So it has very different levels. 
And the idea is that you use class time to do examples and to really focus on the things kids don't understand. What happens is the use of technology happens outside the classroom or at the designated times within the classroom. So it's not the, the idea that kids would spend their whole time in the classroom watching videos. It's actually supposed to happen somewhere else, either at home or, or at a designated time. And at class, we kind of work on the problems we have, the things we didn't get, and then work from there. So we're going to watch those two pieces right now, and then we're going to switch to some practice math apps okay. a little bit later. The first thing that we're going to talk about today is called Your Teacher. It comes up as math. When it comes up and it loads, it says find the exact math lesson you're looking for. So there's a lot of choices that you can choose today, and I'm just going to go ahead and put in addition. We're going to search that. And you can see that it comes up with a wide variety of addition lessons. So if I wanted to teach addition properties, I would select that. And you can see that it comes up with all the different properties. Let's say that I want to teach identity today. When it comes up, it shows just a quick introduction. All the movies are usually under about three minutes. This one's only 30 seconds. So you can get a quick lesson before you teach if you want to refresh yourself or maybe even a child who's having difficulties they can look at this um, you can see that she just goes through add zero to a number the sum is equal to the original number for example the identity property tells us that five plus zero equals five in general terms the identity property of addition can be written as a plus zero equals a, where a is a variable that represents any number. You can see that they're very quick and easy to listen to, and you'll find that that's what all of the lessons on here will entail. So yourteacher.com um, also has the same app that you can look at on your computer. So this is your teacher. You can find this at the iTunes store. And you can use this. Uh, for teachers, you can use this for kids who are behind and need to catch up on something they haven't learned. You can also use it for kids who are really advanced. You're doing something in class, they're way past it. You can use this app to say this is the next thing or this is something that will uh, help you advance a little bit faster. So it's a way to differentiate instruction quite a bit. And are there practice sessions here too? Yes, there are. Something that I really like about this app is that along the bottom, you see it says examples, practice, challenge, extra, and notes. If you were to click practice, it comes up with actually a practice problem. Um, if your students need a hint, they can click hint, and it comes up with an example of how to answer the problem. You can see that if they still can't answer it, it'll come up with the answer. It will show the work, and it will also give audio. So that way the students plus can listen. Um, something else that I really like about this is that they can challenge themselves. Um, if you have a student who just is working ahead and they want to challenge, this is something really fun for them to do. Again, there's the answer that's given so they can check and the audio if they want to listen. Along the bottom, if we were to click extra, this is nice practice that the teacher can use for students. Um, it's actually a worksheet can print this off and use this. And it also gives the solutions as well. 
a nice feature. We'll go back. And then there's one last section, and this is notes. This is notes for the teacher, or if you wanted to send this home for parents, mm -hmm. um, if you were to assign this as homework, this would be a nice refresher for parents and for students. So this app has a lot to offer. Um, examples, practice, challenges. It's pretty Excellent. nice. And what we're going to look at right now is the Khan Academy. And they've got multiple apps. They're all iPhone slash iPod touch apps. But they, obviously, they will work on the iPad. They're not taking advantage of the full iPad capability, though. So this is the geometry topics. And these are the first 16 videos. This is more middle school, high school level. And you tap to begin. And each one of these is a lesson that is done on video. So if we look at the introduction to angles, for example, and I will turn this because the video is actually working this way. Okay, we'll have to do the same thing with that. some basics. Well, you know what an angle is. Well, actually, maybe you don't know what an angle is, and, and I'll tell you what an angle is. An angle, if I have two lines, let me draw a thicker line than that. If I have two lines, and they intersect at some point, the angle is a measure of exactly kind of how, how wide the intersection is between so as you can see here, and we're not going to learn everything about angles, although angles are very important, is that this app really has a series of videos that cover the material rather well. And um, all they show is the screen on which they actually do the math. So you don't see the instructor. You don't have any other interaction. You don't have that stiff look that we had in, in the other app. But uh, you do get to get a good a view here. here. So, so right here's another back. example. What makes it a square is all of the sides are equal, and I haven't gone in depth into angles yet, but these are at right angles to each other. I'll just draw it like that. That means that if this bottom side goes straight left and right, that this left side will go straight okay. down. Okay. So right. that was just another example to give you a taste. The advantage of this app is that it has sequential videos that support each other that rely on the previous step in the program and as a result they really give you a thorough entry into a specific topic even a complex topic like geometry and you can just see and I'll turn this uh, this way you can just see the number of lessons just in this app and there are multiple apps you can get the same thing on a computer so if you don't have access to devices yet or if you have only few devices and you want to have something else this is another way uh, to get some access to more students and again it'll work on an iPhone an iPod touch and an iPad so you've got it made right there there are other options with the Khan Academy. So I've shown you the geometry one, but there's Khan Mobile, which is an effort to get more. And you see that this is a phone app, so I need to make it larger. And you can see that there's actually a catalog of classes, and it's got trigonometry, it's got statistics, math, SAT preparation, probability, pre-calc, organic chemistry. So there's a lot out there. 
Um, the best pieces are the math and geometry ones. There are some uh, reasonable economics ones, but I think that their excellence right now is in math and just have the volume of offering everything that you need really at the high school level. So you can actually have everything taught through Khan Academy and use the classroom as a place to practice and to clarify the things that you didn't understand even if you watched the video multiple times. And now we're going to talk about a few apps that are focused on practice. And one of the great things about technology and one of the great ways to use it is really for kids to be able to practice on their own. And we have one that is a little bit different. Do you want to talk a little bit about manipulatives? Yeah, manipulatives is interesting because it is exactly what it says. It is just manipulatives. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was looking for it to do a little more, but once I realized what it was for, I really liked it. Um, you can separate it into percentages, you can do decimals, and you can also do fractions. And it really replaces the need to have manipulatives in the classroom. It's not as good as things you can touch, especially early on, but what it does allow you to do is have a lot of kids practice on their own and be able to communicate the results. And one of the problems with manipulatives is always, after you're done, you've got to record what you've done, yes. so there's a permanent record that the teacher can go back to. But in this one, you can just email it, yeah. which is fantastic. And it emails a picture, so it's quick and easy to grade. It's mm -hmm. easy to see, I really like that. And while we go and talk about that, we're going to mention also and show a little bit two apps we talked about that we thought they were so great for math practice that we really should go back to them and that is Clockmaster. Clockmaster. And the other one is the multiplication. And multiplication and both of them are very good practice. They have very good uh, features that connect you back to the teacher so we wanted to mention them as well. This one is Candy Count and it is a great app for young kids who are learning how to count with candy. What could be better? And We'll walk into this. Now we have, we have only one kind of candy, and this is because we're using the free version. The free version is fantastic. The paid version will probably be better, and we'll tell you in a second why. Shake or tap the bag. I'm going to tap the bag. And we've got candy. Let's sort the items by color. Drag each item to the correct jar. And this is fantastic for preschool, kindergarten, maybe even first grade, depending on the students you have, because this mixes the idea of sorting, which is an important mathematical concept, colors, and counting. Blue. So, Blue. I think we both loved about this one is that it's got this audio response White. that lets you know that you no, pressed it, that lets you know that you pressed it, and so tells you what the next step is. And this is really important because if we are working with young kids who can't read and or can't read as well, this allows them to be able to know what's the next thing. So now we're counting. Count with me. One. One. Two. Two. Three. Three. Four. Four. Something else I really liked about this app was that you can't click off of it. So the students can't select the wrong thing. So if you were to select another jar and try to s click off of it, it won't let you do that. Now the app goes into 
questions about more and less. So it asks which jar has the most items. Great job. And which jar has the least number of items? The fewest. Nice work. Wait, we're not done. Which jar has more items? And so Nice work. You can see that this really applies to multiple math Which jar has fewer items? concepts. All in one, all connected to that idea of counting and understanding quantity. So this is a very well designed app that really tries to get to the heart of the mathematical concept behind it. You did great. Would you like to play again? And you can go again, but you can also submit time now, to submit time to your teacher, you have to have the upgrade. So why would you want to pay maybe for this app? Because they do give you a lot in the free app, but if you want more colors and more importantly, be able to count all the way to 12 and to be able to send it, you have to use the advanced version. However, even at the basic level, it's a very, very good app. The next thing that we're going to talk about today is virtual manipulatives. So when you click this, one thing I want to point out is after it loads, the way that you change your settings is on the very first screen. And it's down here in the corner. It's this eye. So I'm going to go ahead and click that. You can see that you can change your numbers to percents, fractions, or decimals. You can choose what kind of shape you want. You can choose the color. And you can also decide if you want to show the number on the pieces or hide it. So I'm going to make some selections. I'm going to show the numbers. I'm going to have it be circles. And we'll do fractions today. So I'll go ahead and click Play. And this takes you to a page that gives you the directions. So if your students are using this, it's a quick, easy direction page that they can look at, figure it out, and move on. Um, once you're finished reading the instructions, you actually click instructions and it tells you what to do. And so this is a page that you will get. It shows all the different kinds of fractions and what they equal to get one. And you can see that you can actually pick them up and move them around. So if I wanted to build a circle, I could decide to make two halves equal one. And you can mix and match them. So that's something that I really liked. But one thing that this app doesn't do is you can't rotate them. So if there's somebody listening that's making this app, they've got to be able to rotate mm. these pieces so they can see how they complete. Absolutely. Especially in, the, in this case, in the case of the pie pieces when it's... Because it can be hard to match them up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If there's something on here that you put out and you don't mean to, you can go back and you can erase it. Um, you can also use your pencil and you can write on here. So that's kind of a nice feature. Now, the thing that we both really liked about this was that once you answer a question, you can email it. Oh, yes, I want to share it. And it always asks you. So once I share it, the email pops up, and it will decide who you want to send it to. And it will show that picture that you just did. So the teacher can easily check the work, and she can move on from there. So that's a really nice feature from that. Um, I can either decide to save the draft or delete it. I'm going to go ahead and delete it today. Um, once I'm here, I can go ahead and make a new page if I decide I want to start over. 
So this app is really nice. You can use it for manipulatives. It's got lots of different features. Um, you can share it, and you can also save your work, which is right up here as well. And what I like about it is I can see if you've got a classroom with everybody or pairs with iPads, you can actually do a guided lesson that focus on, focuses on fractions or on percent and have them use this. And then the evidence of work is sent to your computer so you have a way to see what everybody's created. You can do it as a station if you're doing stations and there's a station where they have three tasks they're supposed to do. Again, they can do the same thing. They can bring it up, you set it up, they bring it up, they do the, the work and they send it to you. So it's a way to get something done without you having to supervise it and to check over each student in real time. We're going to look at right now is Math Drills. Math Drills is a basic math practice app, but it is very well designed and it allows you to control a lot of the action. So when we talk about what is the quality of a good app, we want to be able to get the results. We want to be able to set the difficulty level and to make sure that kids get the practice they actually need. So here we can take a practice run, and you can arrange it going horizontally or vertically, but this is, and you hit, and, and you can see that at the bottom, the bar starts showing how many correct and how many incorrect. So if I do incorrect, it'll show, start showing here. Now this is set, I think, on 100 problems, which is a little high for anybody, especially me. So that's one way to do this. And yes, I'm sure I want to stop. You can also do, and this was a test, you can do a practice run with 10 problems and they are timed so you as a teacher can actually have some feedback as to, and that's something I really like, how many problems, and a lot of schools are now doing it on worksheets. You know, how, much, how long does it take you to do 50 problems or how many problems can you do in one minute or in three minutes? So you can set all of that here. You can set that in setting and you can see that you can set out how high the problems go to depending on the numbers and how, what is the total, but also right now it's up to 18, depends on what practice. You can set up the uh, review assistants. They show you on a number line how it's going, so there's a lot of help. And that help comes on automatically if you don't solve it quickly, so you get some hints. And for teachers, you can actually look at each one of your students and you can look at their accuracy counts and speed counts. So this is a way to get a lot of information quality information about what your students do when they practice. So you have even one iPad, you can put it somewhere, kids come, practice, get a grade. From our experience with technology, kids love that. They can look at their, at their achievement and want to do two more, three more. They will do it 20 times, whereas if you give them a worksheet, they do it once and they run to recess. This, kids try to get more and more and more, so we really uh, have something fantastic and again you can do it based on operation you can get mixed reviews and you can really control the level so it's one of my favorite apps for practice now does this one save the scores or do you send it it, it does save the scores on the machine so uh, if you pick up that machine you can look at all of the scores okay. it does not set it there's a way to set a teacher account as well this is the paid version and that's why you get all of these options. If you get the basic option, all you can do is the practice and test. 
and get the results, but you can't have all, multiple students and all of those uh, effects that you can get with a paid version. So you have to consider whether it's good. But what I love about it is when you get the free version, you can practice, you can see if it fits your work, if you like the controls, and then you decide if you buy it or not. That's one of the things that I really like about many of the better apps. There's a version you can use, just like the counting one. And then you can say, yes, I do want that more sophisticated one because I've tried it and it worked. So this is an app that we actually mentioned in our second podcast that we did. And this is called Clockmaster. I'm just going to mention it real quick again. Um, if you want to see the full description of it, you can go back and look at that. This is Clockmaster. And you can see that up at the top, it has this eye. So I'm going to go ahead and click that. I like that this app has so many settings. You can decide the difficulty level, the type of clock. Um, the thing that I really like is the selection of apps at the bottom. You can decide how many players you want. Um, you can set however many students. You can get advice for parents, for yourself, for your students. Has info about the app. And then this is the part that we both really liked. Mm -hmm. um, once you do the program, and you get a score, you can report it directly to your teacher. So those first, second graders who are still working on their clocks, they can email this, the teacher can get a quick report, and she can give them grades there and know where to go. And there's great practice. Absolutely. So if we go here, you just match the top analog clock to the bottom digital clock, but you can have different representations which you choose in the beginning. and. So you do this, and we've done this again in detail in a previous one, and you check it, and it's right, and you can move on. So there's a lot of practice that is very clear, that is very supportive, and we think it's a great app. Again, first and second grade, when you're still working on times and clock, if you've got older kids who still don't know their, their times, or younger kids who are ready for that, that's a great app. We've covered quite a bit of ground about math, and I want to talk about a few more apps. The first one is actually kind of silly, but I'm going to talk <laughs> about it anyway. And that is that the iPad does not come with a calculator app, so you'd better get one. And my personal favorite calculator app is called Calculator Pro, and it basically gives you the same thing as scientific calculators for a very low price. So, you know, we all remember buying something for high school and it was 65 bucks. You can get this for 199 or so on the iPad, which I truly like. So, please, if you don't have one, get a calculator. You can get one for free as well. And that would satisfy almost any classroom needs. The two apps I want to talk about are both produced by the same company. And they look at mathematics from two different perspectives. So iMathematics is an app that provides the basic, like the Khan Academy does with video, they do with curriculum. So they have the details about different concepts, let's say geometry, and then they have a notebook of sorts where you can actually make notes, but you can read all the drills and you can drill down and go through there to Wikipedia and other resources. So it, it, it does something that we've seen in other apps. So this is a teacher app. It this is. is for the teacher. It can be a teacher app, but I can see if you have a teenager or if you have a student who is advanced, mm -hmm they can go and take that and run with it and understand okay. new concept and expand. 
or not. <laughs> so, so that's one. The, sen the second one is Wolfram Alpha. It's the same company. And again, there's a nice TED Talk. And we're going to provide the links for the TED Talks about these apps, because it's interesting that they're coming up like that. And Wolfram Alpha is an app that really allows you to explore the world as some of us see it. And that is, everything in the world has something to do with math. So you can use that app to learn things that you didn't necessarily know. So if you think about it, when kids do research, they go and they look on Wikipedia, they look on different resources, and they may actually use print books, although that's getting more and more rare. And they'll get all this information, and it's all information in words. And here's an opportunity to explore the same concept and try to get information in numbers and formulas. So this app is a really sophisticated app that can work on a range of ages, starting with maybe third or fourth graders, that can get some insight into specific things and have some fun. Going out all the way up, I think that anybody can play with it and uh, get some useful information. You have to figure out how to ask it questions that it can mm -hmm. answer and answer well. And it relies on a lot of information that is freely available on the internet. It relies on Wikipedia. It relies on government um, websites. So it's very, very um, interesting in the way that it, it approaches it. And it's a new, when we talk about some apps like the drill apps replace what we can do with paper. It's great, but it's replacement. It's, it's more motivating, but it's not any smarter. Wolfram Alpha really allows you to look at the world of math completely differently, and I love that. We'll start with iMathematics. And you can see that iMathematics loads with this desktop kind of look. And it has a few things. It has different topics, so it's got arithmetic. If we look at the arithmetic, it's got different topics that you can look through. For example, we can look at, let's look at prime numbers. You see it's a notebook, it has a definition, it has a table of prime numbers, it has a link. Remember I told you there's a link to Wikipedia so you can learn some more. There's a link to Wolfram Alpha and some examples of what you might do, tips and tricks. And there aren't any here, I don't think. And there's a flash quiz. So you can actually quiz students about the topic they just covered. So you can see that. And if we actually do the quiz, we will, uh, prime number is divisible by itself, by one in itself. Which one is the prime number? And Confirm, and I've got 50%, but you can see that that allows you to do that. Again, that is for older students. And you can see here that you can look through all of the topics in great detail, so you can, and you can actually search these topics. So this is all there. And you actually have room here to make notes write things, and a utility page where, which again allows you to draw, gives you a graphic calculator, advanced calculator, anything you would ever need is all in math, is all inside this app. Even the coffee, although it's hard to drink. And you can 
connect this to your email, to Facebook, etc. if you want to report on what has happened. Uh, we're not going to do that right here. The second thing we talked about is Wolfram Alpha, and that is this lovely symbol right here. And Wolfram Alpha loads and allows you really to ask questions. So for example, um, in the last few searches I've done, um, here, I searched gray wolf just because I was interested. What would come up if we search for a gray wolf? It's identified that it's an animal, misspelled animal, by the way. Um, and then it gives you the taxonomy, and then the world of math emerges. So I searched a wolf, but what I'm getting are the numbers. Things like how long does it live, what size it is, how much it weighs, all of these things. There's a picture that it drew as well, but it also, for example, shows the taxonomic network. And if you're teaching about animals, this is fantastic because now you can start seeing how this is part of the kingdom Animalia going all the way to uh, Canis Lupus, which is the gray wolf. So this is one way to get some searches. Another thing that you can look at is I did this search, and that is our names, Guy and Allison. So uh, my name is not very common. I'm beyond the 1,000th rank. Yours is 38th. But also, what you can see is the popularity of that name in the United States from 1880 to 2010. So my name was really popular in 1892 or so, and yours is popular right about now. <laughs> so that's the difference, and that's again a simple way to expose kids to the fact that the world around us is full of things that are connected to math, even your name can be connected in an in interesting way. So, you know, the average, the most common age for somebody called Guy is 54 years old, and for Allison is 17, so that explains a lot. <laughs> uh, but you can actually do any search, and as long as it can find sources of data to conform to that, um, you can do a search. So that is very, very interesting, and again, opening a whole world of opportunities to look at math in interesting ways. We've had quite a few math apps today, and what we found out is you've got to look carefully and see, is it really what your students need? Is it what some of your students need? So some of them can be, what do I do with my advanced learners, or what do I do with the kids in my classroom that need to know this already and haven't, and this is a way to communicate with parents. This is a way to communicate with, with the students themselves and give them extra opportunity to practice or the main opportunity to practice. For example, the, the, um, the clock app that allowed kids to practice, I think that's better than anything we do in schools. I mean, this is considerably better. The candy count was fantastic because your fingers don't get sticky. When it's fun. It's yeah. fun. And it is they fun. Like I mean, I played it. with it for <laughs> hours. Now I can count to five. So <laughs> this is, this, what we're saying is you've got to be really selective about your apps, and that's why we're trying to introduce you to some apps we think are very, very good. But if you have great apps, let us know. We'll have our email on our website, and you can send us great apps. 
and we'd love to hear from you. So please share. We'll come back to math another day. But for now, um, we're, we'll move on next week from math and we'll focus a little bit on reading because we think that there are some great reading apps at different levels. We're Absolutely. doing some skill work and some comprehension work. So we'll focus on that next time. And so? Yeah. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning in.